You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Hi, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Mock. And I just want to remind you that I'm here to help you have a better life. I'm here to help you enjoy where you're at, to help you enjoy your dental practice and your family and all the good things that are happening in your life that sometimes can just feel so far away when we're so full of worries about what's happening in our dental practice and keeping our employees and keeping our patients and dealing with dental insurance and all these things. My unique position as an owner currently and I still dentist three days a week, and my position as a certified and trained life coach make this podcast the place to be if you're trying to feel less stressed, okay? So stick with me while I teach you today about the power of your own beliefs. When I say the word belief, what I want you to think about is a habit of thought. I want you to think about something that you think about over and over and over again, like the sun's going to come out at 6 a.m. My children will always love me. Something like that, where you're just assuming that it's true. And sometimes we have beliefs in our minds, meaning these thought habits that kind of sneak up on us and they're not very helpful. Other times we have beliefs that either we chose to take on on our own or that popped up but are helpful. Like for example, my parents taught me that acts of service is the ultimate way to make yourself happy. And they were right. And so that belief came from a thought habit from my parents and I'm gonna choose to keep that belief. But just like any other thought, there are thoughts that have been planted in my head that are hurting me. Like for example, I was also taught by my culture and my parents, love you mom and dad, that my value, part of my value was in how I appeared to other people. Was I thin enough? Was I pretty enough? And I had to discover that belief and decide if I wanted to keep it or not. So that's kind of an example of what I'm talking about today. And what I want to do by the end of this podcast is help you see that what you allow to stick around in your head, whether it's something that happened automatically or something that you chose, through circumstance and study, what you allow to stick around as thought habits in your mind will make all the difference for you as far as whether or not you enjoy this journey of owning your dental practice. All right, so stick with me for a minute. What I want you to do first is I want you to go back in your mind and think about what you were thinking and how you were feeling on the day that you decided to start or buy a practice, or maybe on the day that you closed and like the bank gave money on your behalf to a seller and that baby or that dental practice became yours. You got the throne on your head because you are now the queen of the dental practice. 
for me, the day that I bought my practice, I was giddy. I was so proud of myself for having come so far, especially considering all the things that I overcame in order to become a dental practice owner. And I was just amazed at myself. And I knew that there would be some hard times, but also I really believed that I was going to be like the best boss ever. And I was going to make a bunch of money and I was going to, my patients were going to love me and I was just going to really make it happen. Okay. So those were the thoughts that I was having and the thoughts were creating an emotion because that's how it works. Ladies, our emotions always come from what we're thinking about in our head. And for me, that those things that I was thinking about, you know, the future and how proud I was, I was feeling literally giddy. I was ready to do anything that I needed to, to get this dental practice going, get it in the direction that I wanted it to be. Okay. But the thing is that I didn't know about life coaching. I didn't know very much about my brain. I did not know that as problems came up in the months and years ahead, that maybe my brain was going to offer me some other thought habits that weren't going to be nearly as helpful as thinking that I was going to be the best boss ever, right? So let me give you an example. So um, insurance claim comes back, the crown's denied, the patient's mad, he leaves the practice. Um, I am a hygienist. We're trying to create a new protocol. She leaves the practice and then I don't have anyone to clean all these patients teeth. Um, I've got employees who aren't getting along and they're both looking to me because they want me to fix it in their way or their way, that kind of thing. So what happens is over time, I started to have a new thought habit, which was this is hard. Now, the fact of the situation remains, and that is that I own a dental practice. And there are a million different things I could be thinking about this practice. I could still be thinking, this is amazing. I'm so proud of myself for getting to the point where I could buy a practice. And wow, I can't wait to be the best boss ever. But the thing is that this other little thought started sneaking up on me. And the thought was, man this is really hard. I did not realize how difficult this was going to be. And just like any other time, this thought creates an emotion for me when I'm sitting there in the belief or the thought habit that owning a dental practice is hard. Guess what? I'm not feeling giddy anymore. I'm feeling disappointed. And I've drawn this out in the, on my whiteboard behind me, just in case you're listening and not watching you can look at this visual with me on loveyourpractice.net. Just look for the episode called The Power of Your Own Beliefs. So I've got the fact written out here. And the fact is that I own a dental practice. And like I said, I can think anything I want about that. But my brain, because it's a human brain, it doesn't always focus on the great things about it, right? Like, I mean, how many times have you had an amazing week where people said, thank you. And you had perfect margins and um, the patients were amazed and you were amazed and you went home and did your thing. But there was one person who either complained or, um, or called later and said they're leaving the practice 
or you looked at a filling that you did a year ago and you saw the filing for the first time and the margin sucks. There was that one thing. And this is a human brain. The human brain wants to focus on the negative thing. And it comes by that naturally. Like we don't need to get mad at our brains for doing that. We need to put it into context. Our brain's job is to keep you and I safe and alive. And over the millennium, millennia, of course, human brains that were worried about the surroundings were more likely their organism was allowed or more likely to survive and pass on their genes. So the worrying gene is deeply embedded into the part of being a human and actually a lot of animals. I think of deer and horses and gazelles. They're looking around for the potential problems, right? Because the brain's job isn't to try to make you stress-free, it's to try to keep you alive. And you're here owning a dental practice and your brain's like, hey, this is hard. We should maybe think this is hard about a million more times so that you don't forget we're in a difficult situation here. And so this is hard becomes a thought habit. So we have the fact, which is the dental practice, and then the thought, which is the second line, this is hard. And just like any other thought, this is hard, creates an emotion. And for me, it's discouragement. For me, this emotion of discouragement makes me not even want to try anymore. It makes me feel like I'm stuck right where I'm at. And since it's a negative emotion and brains really kind of like to dig in and be right about negative things, what happens is, and this is in my action line, which is part of the model, I start, I drew a pair of eyes here. I start looking for more evidence that it really is hard. So as I'm walking through my dental practice owning journey, the next hard thing that happens, I'll be like, see, it is hard. This is hard. And then I feel more discouraged and I might even stop trying. Like I might have a big pile of bills sitting in my, um, in my inbox that I need to pay, but I'm like, you know, I just don't really feel like doing that today. Or I see my two, um, employees having a disagreement, but I'm like, I can't help them. I don't know what to do. They, they have to work it out. Or, um, huh, this one's really common. I recommend a crown because the patient's got a big old crack. Um, and then the insurance denies it and the patient gets mad. So I stop telling patients that they could, they could benefit from a crown because I've been what Anissa Holmes called getting objection blocked. I've been punched down too many times about that crown thing. So even though the patient should be able to have the right to decide, oh, I could get a crown even though my insurance won't pay for it. Maybe I want to have one anyway because I want to protect my tooth. But the dentist gets objection blocked and stops even recommending it. Okay, so I stop trying. And what happens is if I add up all of this stop trying and all this looking for evidence that things are hard, what I end up creating is that I have made it hard. I've made it hard because I've concentrated so much on the bad parts that I haven't thought about everybody who said thank you or all the equity that I've created over the years and, and this loan is getting smaller or my loyal employees who have stayed with me 
And what happens is this belief, because remember, oh, my pen is dry. Let me grab it again. This belief that this is hard has become a self-fulfilling prophecy because I made it hard. And that makes me think even more about how hard it is. Okay, you see where I'm getting? What if instead of having a thought habit that this is hard, what if we took the reins of control of our own brain and we created something new? And I'm not talking about thinking my practice is made of rainbows and daisies. I'm talking about directing our mind to focus on real things that are good. So stick with me. I got to look at my notes for a sec, just a minute. What I want you to do is I want you to think about what you would like to believe about your practice. And as you do that, I want you to ask yourself what is possible to believe. I want you to look around at the good evidence that you have that creates beliefs that feel amazing. Because when we can get ourselves feeling, instead of feeling disappointed, if we can work on feeling amazed or grateful or um, optimistic, what we're going to find is that um, once we feel that way, our actions follow and we don't stop trying anymore. We actually take actions. We see our employees who aren't getting along. We bring them into our office and we ask them to work it out. We see the fact that um, cracked molars aren't getting covered by insurance. We do something about it. Either we get out of network with that insurance company or we work on our skills and our ability to talk to patients about helping them make their own choices regardless of what is covered by insurance. So what I want you to do for a minute is I want you to think about what you would like to believe. And we talked about this in our mastermind just this last week. And we got a bunch of really, really good ideas. And one that I want to highlight here is someone who decided that they wanted to believe that their practice is rooted in love and rooted in love for their patients, rooted in love for themselves and rooted in love for their employees. And they asked themselves if that was something that they could believe. And so they closed their eyes and kind of looked around at their practice and their imagination. And they thought about the times when they lo showed love for their patients or the times when their patients said thank you or when their employees were loyal. And they looked for that evidence. They asked their brain to start making a new thought habit a new belief. And ladies, I will tell you that this takes practice. This isn't going to just happen in 30 seconds. The, this um, mastermind participant who I was talking to, she's going to have to write that down. She's going to have to give her brain reasons to think it, because if we just leave it up to our automatic processes, we already know what our brain's going to do is they're going to try to pull us back down into negativity because negativity is safer. Okay, so if, if we wanna get our brains to stop doing us that, that um, favor of making us feel 
nervous or worried, we're going to have to pull it out with an intentional thought. So my practice is rooted in love or my practice is my asset and it works for me or my practice is the place where I serve. I mean, I heard all of these things from different ladies in this mastermind. If this sounds good, like you want to get to know these ladies, let me tell you, they're amazing. And we are going to be launching a new cohort in the mastermind this fall. So keep connected to our social media, keep connected to this podcast so you know what to do when it's time and you don't miss your opportunity to get in. So play with what you want to believe about your practice and look at how this works. You think something that makes you feel what? Optimistic, amazing, um, giddy, like I was feeling giddy. And how does that change how you act? And what you end up creating is a practice that you love, a practice where you really want to work. And when you do that, could the red arrow back up to your thought. You have created your own self-fulfilling prophecy. And that is the power of your belief. It's the power of having an intentional mind, a mind that is creating what you want. Let me give you one more example of this before I let you go for this episode. So shortly after I started learning about these concepts in life coaching, I decided that I was going to do an experiment. And what I decided to do was play with what would happen if I intentionally told myself in the morning that it was time to be in a good mood. And so I just did this little experiment where I, you know, I used to sit in my car and I would have to do like deep breathing and be like, okay, here we go. This is going to be hard, but I have to go in. So let's get this day over with. Let's make some tooth dust and, and hopefully not piss anybody off. But what I did was in this experiment, I promised myself that every morning before I went in, I would say, my good mood is worth money. And then I would just picture like how I would act differently if I was literally in a good mood and how maybe I would change what I recommend to my patients and I would interact more, interact more kindly with my employees. And then they would interact more kindly with each other and with the patients. And we would just have this, this, um, this circle of love that I started by reminding myself that I would make more money if I was in a good mood. And what was so fascinating is at the end of the week, I looked at the numbers and it was crazy how much more money I made. And it was true. Like, and, and I, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, if someone said, here's a thousand dollars, be in a good mood, I'd be like, okay, sure. And so, you know, I'm not saying you can do this if you have like a chemical imbalance or clinical depression, but if you can direct your mind to just go, Hey, how about being in a good mood today? Let's see if it makes me more money. And so in this way, I created a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's when I knew that I was going to be sharing this with other female dental practice owners. I knew that what I had was really, really powerful. So as this podcast is ending, take a moment for yourself, take two to three minutes and ask yourself, what would you like to believe about your practice? 
And if you believed it, meaning if you thought it, if you turned it into a thought habit, how would you feel and how would you act differently? This can be the thing that changes everything, ladies. I would love to hear what you decided to believe. So send me a message and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.